Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. How long is stuffing good for? Are turkey sandwiches for six straight days a bad thing? Am I a real American if I don't really like pumpkin pie? Welcome to Pine Class Preachers, and we are your hosts, Tom, Gabe, and Josh. It's the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. We're all still in a food coma, and we're not going to lie to you. We have basically mailed it in for this show. The good news is that we're bringing back some of our favorite guests for some short vignettes to carry the load for us. And we finally have Janet O'Neill on the show. With very little prep, temper your expectations. We promise mediocrity mediocrity at best. Oh, jeez. I kind of like to redo that. I think you leave it as is. Mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> it actually does sort of fit. <laughs> like the levels of irony there are pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's just let's just roll with it. Uh, we can't we 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 can't get any worse, right? Uh, let's start with what we're drinking tonight, uh, Gabe. Dude, so today is actually a special thing. So I uh, had a birthday a few days ago. Happy uh, birthday! Thank you. Yeah, thanks to both of you. Wow, two of my closest friends. You're only four days late. Um, so somebody, somebody uh, texted on everything. your birthday, huh? You did text. Tom did text. Thank you, Tom. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot. There was just like a bus full of children that ra- got wrapped around a tree, and six of them died. And I was busy doing stuff for that, so, so sorry. Okay, well, your best friend from seminary turned 31. So, yeah, okay. Priorities. Priorities, buddy. I need to get him him straightened out. Yeah, we'll work on that later. Anyways, uh, so great friends of the pod. uh, The Bakers got me uh, some gin and tonic, uh, some gin I've never had before, uh, G&J Greenalls, London Dry Gin, and I've mixed it uh, with this new, like, um, mixing company called Fever Tree. Actually, I don't know if they're new, but they're new to me. Uh, and they got me their tonic water, and it's uh, quite a delicious combination. Gabe, you do have a good gin and a good tonic sitting there. So Fever Tree makes some good good tonic, some good ginger beer as well. Good to know. But yeah, actually, we use their ginger beer for our Moscow mules. Woohoo! Yep. Tom, your knowledge of alcohol continues to amaze me. I'm not sure if I should be proud of that or not. But Neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, which is why I'm going much more simple from the... St- Whoa. I almost just slurred my words. Much more simple, straight from the state of Texas. And I'm going to read this to you because it's from uh, the Real Ale Brewing Company. It's their Devil's yeah. Backbone, Belgian-style triple. And I, I noticed this on the bottom. Unfiltered, only in Texas, unpasteurized. Doesn't get much more American than that. Texas forever, my friend. Woo! Uh, because I don't live in Texas or Tennessee, I live much more north. I, Is it I, snowing it, yet in Minnesota? 
No, it's raining. It's kind of like a Seattle type of weather system we got going on here for the last week. Uh, but it's cold. It's rainy. All I want to do is sit inside and sit by a fireplace if I had one. Uh, but one of one of the drinks I like to drink in the wintertime is a white Russian. And so today I am drinking a white Russian and it's been a while and it's tasty. The dude abides. That's right. Uh, so we have uh, we're, we're going to. We're going to kind of do a little bit of a different format here uh, because we're doing terrible with social media. We thought we'd bump all of our, our social media stuff to the front. Uh, so if you want to check us out, please check us out on Facebook. Go to Twitter. Uh, message us. We'd love to chat with you. We, we know you're out there. We see you checking us out. Uh, leave us messages. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear it. We'd also like to introduce our brand new partner, The Gospel Economist. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're great people. They're doing some great work. You know, you want to check them out at medium.com. That's medium.com backslash backslash the gospel economist. And you have to put hyphens in between the gospel economist. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a little annoying, but you should go and check it out. Uh, Gabe, what can what else can you tell us about this? Dude, so it's a the Gospel Economist is Economist is a collaboration of writers, uh, really from across the country, uh, that are expressing really what what we would call the gospel economy, and that's this that uh, Jesus pays the price for our sins, that we get His righteousness and He takes our sin, and so it's this this beautiful idea that uh, the backwards nature of the gospel economy, that the the perfect Son of God takes on our sin and our brokenness and gives us His perfection. And so what they do is they take that idea and they say, what does that look like in our culture? Where do we see that? So one of my favorite articles uh, is by a, a good friend of mine, Adam Meyer, uh, where he wrote the gospel according to Kanye. And and so he really explored some of uh, Kanye West lyrics and uh, some of the statements he's made and says, where do we see some gospel themes here? So if you're trying to find the gospel in culture and pop culture and in, in science and in whatever else, it's uh, it's a great resource that way. And so I encourage you to check it out. You know, Adam didn't even have to write that article. I could have told him that it's just in that song, Jesus Walks. Isn't that it? Isn't that? He actually funny? doesn't even reference that song. Are you um, kidding me? Yeah. That's like the OG. Well, yeah, but see, but that's, that's too thing. on the nose, man. That'd be way too on the nose. You know oh, what really? I mean? Is like, there such anyone thing could do that. Is there such thing when it comes to the Christ, Gabe? Oh, well, yeah. I suppose got I'm I'm speechless. You've got me there, buddy. You've got yeah. me there. Tom, listen, let me talk to both of you guys right quick. You both have children that are older than mine, uh, which means I feel like you at this time of year are going to Christmas programs. I, Gabe, I don't even want to talk about it, but I will because I am I I, I hate I hate the Christmas program that <laughs> every church does. I hate it. And this is why. This is Wait, why. It hasn't even happened yet. No, but we're already into this. Oh. I, will go, I will go back to my youth when I was uh, starting out in basketball in third grade. And in third and fourth and fifth grade, basketball was only on Saturday mornings. And for the entire month of December, I had to miss basketball so that I could go for four hours and practice the Christmas program. Yes. And I feel like so, you should ask Janet about this. Now I have to watch my own kids do this. And this is the problem. <clears throat> you have all these kids that have to come to the church and sit for whatever amount of time, and they're told to be quiet and don't goof around and just sit there so that 
for 12 quick seconds, they can run up to the front, do their line, and then come back down. And so that's what practice entails. And it's all this intricate movements and trying to herd cats and kindergartners and trying to get them all over the place. It becomes this huge production so that mom and dad can crane their neck all out of proportion, snap a picture, and hear their kid say a Christmas Bible verse wrong and for like three <laughs> seconds. And that and that's all it is. That's all it is. And so we do this all this time in practice. My wife has has helped out with leading the Christmas program and it's a huge stressor for her. She spends hours and hours and hours doing this to honestly do the same program each and every year um, with little variations and it's so much work and it always ends up being like this debacle. I just, why can't we stop doing it? That's so, my question. Let me ask you this, this is important. Uh, to this day, like, so I grew up doing the Christmas program as a kid at church and afterwards we always got the brown paper bag filled with peanuts and yeah, filled with peanuts, an apple, an orange, and a candy cane. Oh yeah, absolutely. What? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 You didn't get that in California, Josh? No, we had like cookies and hot chocolate and stuff after the Christmas play. Yeah, oh, but that's, that's what you guys are all liberals. That's yeah. what it becomes. <laughs> all you do is you go for, you go for the the bag of peanuts and an orange, or yep. or for the cookies and hot chocolate. It's yep. You know, has anybody said, you know what? You know when I really came when I really came to Christ, when I really became a Christian, when I really <laughs> understood that that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me, uh, it was during that Christmas program. It was that Christmas program? I was really moved. Really uh, yeah, I'm just so confused about this whole like orange in a bag thing. You know what? Yeah, I, what? I think it might it might be a Midwestern thing because like we actually have winter, and so like the orange you need that vitamin C for the kids. Otherwise, you you'll know? get scurvy or something. Yeah, like, scurvy, like, scurvy, scurvy pirates. Scur scurvy is a very real real threat in the Midwest. Scurvy is a problem. It is. Uh, it is. I guess, man. Josh, we're gonna attempt to to explain this whole concept to you during break. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Tanner Olson. Uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about where written to speak is going. And we're going to actually hear, get a live reading of one of his new, one of his new poems. So we'll be back. And throwback to episode one. Episode one. That's right. Episode one. so excited to have with us today on our Preacher Palooza, uh, the one, the only Mr. Tanner Olson of Written to Speak Acclaim. Uh, we're so glad to have you with us, man. Thanks for being here today. Oh, it's great to be here. Always good to see you guys. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you and I now live in the old, uh, the ATX together. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, is a wonderful thing. So I get to see a lot more, which I enjoy. Me too. Uh, Your face keeps getting more and more beautiful. Thank you. I thought you were going to say more and more red because I think it's red right now. <laughs> it is very red right now. Yeah, but good thing our listeners can't see it. Uh, but Tanner, man, it is Christmas time. You are a poet. You are inspired by the season. You wrote a poem. I did write a poem. 
So I wrote a poem, uh, Axe Church Antioch, the church that I work at, came out with a album, Nativity Songs Volume 1, and they asked me to write a poem for it, so I wrote a poem. That's awesome, man. So that that was kind of the impetus behind it, and then as you've written the poem, I mean, it's about Christmas, but is there any particular angle or anything about it that you took? Uh, for me, I just kind of sat back and, and reflected on, on what Christmas was, uh, and then I read through a little bit of uh, the beginning chapters of, the, of Luke. And read through that, and then just kind of started writing some thoughts down, writing some things down, try to put myself um, back in the old time for when Christ was born, and, and try to look at it from um, a perspective of somebody who was waiting uh, for his arrival. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Well, I know I'm anxious to hear it. Our listeners are going to love it. So if you wouldn't mind, drop some sweet lines on us, brother. I'll do my best. This is a, a Christmas poem. It goes like this. Long before Mary heard, do not be afraid, and the angels heard on high. Before the three came to see the newborn king, and before John spoke of one greater than he, we were told of his coming. Before that Bethlehem night and the blind were given sight, before a disciple's deception and his gracious death and glorious resurrection, we waited for the day. By faith, we sat and prayed for the reveal to whom we'd kneel. A promise written by the prophet's hand long before we could understand the Almighty's infinite plan. Anticipation grew with our groaning, voices stretched louder, we longed for his first hour. And then, one day in a manger surrounded by danger, a holy nativity scene, the incarnation of a king, fulfillment of a promise sent from heaven to earth, a virgin's birth, our cry answered by an infant holy and divine, the promised one has finally arrived. The one who was spoken of was spoken into the world to speak into the world, a world in need of a savior. Before he scorned the cross, he laid in a trough, a plate for a bed, no comfort for a king, royalty without a ring. Christ was born with a price on his head. Here laid God expressed in humble flesh, a man sent to die a criminal's death to raise with victorious breath. And we waited for his coming. And now he is here, the one who shines light on our darkest fears. The suffering servant came to save, to endure our sin in the darkness of a grave. Who will strangle the stain of shame clean so we could be free. Who will take on the sting of death to give us eternal breath. Christ our King, human and holy, peace on earth, the true Christmas story to him. Emmanuel be the glory. Nice, man. Are we? You're supposed to snap after a poem, right? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to snap. All if right. If you're still awake, you're supposed to snap. Yeah, we actually just shot, uh, I actually went out to New Hampshire, and I shot a video with it with some friends, and so that one's floating around the internet right now. Oh, awesome. All right, so if folks want to check it out, they can go to what, writtentospeak.com? You can check out writtentospeak.com, or you can go to Facebook, a 24-hour website, as most of us know, and just oh. backslash writtentospeak. So in the search tab, just type in writtentospeak, and it should come up. To find. That's awesome, man. Um, and I've seen the video, and I do. It's it's awesome. It's really cool. And it uh, makes me miss the north just a little bit. Yeah, Texas does not have snow. We don't have it down here. Texas wants to be winter, but won't do it. It can't. It can't do it. It can't do it. And that's well, okay. brother, thank you so much for uh, stopping by the studio mm-hmm. here. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me in the crib. Yep, yep. Uh, A.K.A. the playroom. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back again soon, and uh, we're going to take a little break and continue on with the pint glass preachers. Preacher Palooza! To the guilt-stained mind who forgot about new mercies found in the sunrise. To the lost teaching that H-O-P-E comes hand-in-hand with L-O-V-E, and it's been on sale for F-R-E-E. To the soaked shoe schoolboy walking in the wet Portland streets, to the beautiful bright redhead who's only been known as that redhead, and to the single mother raising three kids while juggling her six part-time jobs on her ten tired fingers, this is written for you. 
To the confused geek and sensitive jock, to the lost cheerleader and newfound believer, to you who reads far into every negative word spoken in your direction, the twisted words from the twisted tongues that sting and question, leaving your answer. All right, welcome back. Uh, up next, we have a good friend of the podcast. We have Connor Blackshear. And uh, <laughs> what was that? I think Connor may have died or an Connor animal. Connor had a nip slip right now <laughs> on live podcast. Thanks, Connor. This is great. This is this is just helping the flow. Off this podcast, talking about our mediocrity, uh, you are you are bringing down the average here. So great job, Medi- mediocrity, Tom. Medi- mediocrity. Oh my god! Sound uh, malfunction. There had to be a wardrobe malfunction. So nice. You, you, Thanks, you know, people just listen to this, right? Uh, That's for you guys. I'm not sure Some if you people. know how podcasts work. Anyway, well, thank you, Connor. That's very considerate of you. All oh. right, so Connor, 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 and I are friends uh, because I was good friends, I still am good friends with with a girl named Amy Kuno, uh, and her sister is Emily, and Emily married Connor, and so we have we have connections through the camp that we grew up at, uh, and so shocking, shocking, I know, right? And are we allowed to use people's names on here just that flippantly, Tom? Yeah, just yep. you do that all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> okay, and, fine, fair enough. And so, th- this is the thing. Uh, I'd been coming to family camp for a couple of years. Uh, started, you know, Connor started to like come into the picture a little bit. And this is what he says to me as we're walking down to campfire one time. He's like, "Man, Tom, I feel like if you weren't so old, we would be friends." Yes. And because <laughs> he called you Man Tom. Hey, man, what are what are we six like, years apart? Uh, twenty five to thirty five. Oh, okay, so we're, okay, we're ten we're ten years apart. That's but like, the uncle age, yeah, <laughs> Jeez, like creepy uncle helping. age. Yeah, so, were you and, alone at family camp, or did you have a family while yeah. you were there? Because I feel like I no. see a thirty five year old son <laughs> showing up to family camp by himself. It's actually a camp where you pick up a family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. so, so I kind of blacklisted Connor for a year or two. I was like, yeah, screw that guy. And so I, as we're, oh, as the years go by, I, this was just like two years ago. We're, we're on the beach. I am talking with my, my parents are sitting on, on the dock with their legs, you know, dangling in the water. Uh, a friend of mine is sitting there, uh, a real friend, people that I engage with because we're the same age. And we're talking, we're, we're right on, you know, we're on the dock right next to the shore because my, uh, my two-year-old Trevor at the time, he's two is, you know, walking around the water, having fun, whatnot. And we're having this conversation and all of a sudden Connor looks over to his right out towards where the water gets deeper. He's like, uh, um, that's all that comes out of his mouth. I look and there's Trevor face down and like you know he's in 18 inches of water at this point but that's already like way above his head kind of thing right and so he's like face down floating in the water and so connor jumps grabs trevor out of the water and trevor had been underwater for like two seconds but still he grabs him out saves his life wow. uh so that ingratiated uh oh, connor wow. back into my circles so. <laughs> not only is he complimentary of our crap podcast but he <laughs> saved your child's life he did. Uh, you are you get the gold star Ooh. from Pint Glass, Pint Glass Preachers tonight. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Good. Wait. Hey. So before we even get into you and and you even being allowed to talk, what are you drinking tonight? 
Uh, I've got a Sweet Child of Vine from Fulton Brewing in Minneapolis. Ooh. I hear all the Texas stuff and the, the Tennessee stuff and got to rep the Minneapolis stuff. Got to rep it. Dude, yes. that's, that's a great name for a beer, too. Very clever. Oh. It's, it's, and it's pretty decent. Uh, Fulton was one of the first... Uh, one of the first mainstream craft beers here in town. I mean, Surly is obviously our, our yeah. big one, but Fulton's not far behind. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been around for quite a while and they kind of started this small craft brewing uh, extravaganza here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, I think cool. also to Fulton's credit is they don't jump on the parade of, because as much as I love Surly, Surly's all about like, we're Surly, we're so great. Yeah. And I feel like Fulton isn't all about tooting their own horn nonstop. They're the yeah. humble craft brew. Yeah. yeah. They they like they like smaller profits. So <laughs> Good. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> well, Tanner, we or Tanner, geez, uh, that's who our last oh, guess was. Uh, my gosh. Connor. Oh. I told you. Mediocrity. Uh <laughs> Connor, I uh, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show today, uh, where we're kind of bringing in uh, people who have been on the podcast before, or uh, in your case, friend of the podcast, someone Ooh. someone who's been listening for a while. Uh, you are one of three people who has maybe listened to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over half of our episodes. So thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, so when I had asked you to be on the show, I said, what do you want to talk about? And you gave me a list of like 35 things. Oh gosh. I so, so what we thought would be fun is we are going to go through uh, all everything, 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 oh, and uh, you are just going to give us some some quick sound bites on okay. on it all. All so, of these will be used against me. All of them will be used against you. It'll be no super doubt. fun. Okay, I'm going first. Okay. okay, Connor, as a professional graphic designer, what are your thoughts about the graphic design around pine glass preachers? Um, I think one thing that really drew me to it is uh, oh, you're thinking too long. You're trying to be nice. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom <laughs> is kind of a, nothing against Annie. I love Annie to, like to death. She's not that great of a designer. And so when I saw Tom doing something, I thought that'd be something like, Oh, I'll go talk to her. And, uh, th- again, this is burying me deep. Yeah. You threw yourself in the bus there. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Oh, like, let's see how this looks. And it looked amazing. I was like, Whoa. So that's my like wow. quick soundbite is all right me digging on someone that i respect <laughs> you know you know josh does all our design work oh what yeah yeah it's all josh mm-hmm. just, wait, just, day. just wait till the just wait till you see the graphic for this episode it's pretty great it's awesome i hate it already <laughs> all right uh connor tell me what you think about beer go uh love it the happier the better um if it's dark Preach. and stouty no thank you Ugh. Amen. So the hoppier, the happier. Ooh, the happier. Yeah. There we go. All right. So next one is uh, you're 25. Uh, I just turned 31, so I don't know Ooh. what I count for anymore. I know I'm old, almost as old as Tom. Um, but almost. not there yet. Almost not there yet. Thank God. Uh, but you know, I I notice oftentimes that the millennial generation we get a lot of uh, crap thrown at us. Oh, what's yeah. what's your thought about that? As a 25 year old guy hustling out there in the world. How do you feel about being a millennial and uh, and everything that you hear about it? Uh, I think it's kind of garbage. Uh, it's not entirely fair, and I don't know. I don't want to like dig in and be like the boomers are ruining it all. They did ruin right. a, a good chunk. I mean, 
like mostly everything in the world. Yeah, like, sorry, all our friends went to war because of you guys. Like, anyways, go on. And we don't have an environment, but... Right. Or an economy. Uh, that just, I hate the most is when millennials snipe on millennials and Ooh. you'll meet, like you'll meet that guy you went to school with and he's like, you know, got some cush job and he's like, oh, I just, just don't get why people don't move out. And it's, I have a coworker that uh, still lives at home because she has 50K plus in student loan debt. Yep. Yep. That's uh, like, I graduated college in 2008. Like, fortunately, I went straight to seminary, so I was fine. But <laughs> half my buddies couldn't get jobs because it was 2008. Well, and then you've got some loans on top of that. Right. Well, yeah, and that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yep. Have, have you millennials, uh, have you tried being better at the things that you do so that you can get a job? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know, you little Gen Xer, go listen to Nirvana or... <laughs> just asking. Some Alice in Chains. Yeah. Go just put some mascara on, Tom. Throw some flannel around your waist and oh. let's call it good, buddy. Okay. Kador, uh, what would your vote be? Google Home? Amazon Echo or uh, Siri in a seductive, like British voice. Let's quick ask. Uh, hey Google, uh, play Pint Glass Preachers. Hey, welcome to Pint Glass Preachers. <laughs> 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 Wait, so anytime you talk to Google, Tom answers. So <laughs> Tom just calls you and does whatever you want. I'm basically, it was kind of weird because the other day I was thinking of. Not to like keep going political, but I was thinking of like how impressive Barack and Michelle are, and I was like, "Hey Siri, where'd Barack go to school?" And she was like, mur, 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 mur. "It was actually Tom's voice." And I was like, "Wow, wait, are you on a first name basis with President Obama and his wife?" I was gonna say that was nice because you threw that out there just super casual, like, it was "Oh, very Barack casual. and Michelle." Usually you know, it's usually it's very, but I mean, try not to like flaunt the berry too much. That's good. Okay. You know, That's you good. are a humble man. Humble man, you are. You are. All right. So you, you mentioned you mentioned politics. Uh, give us your quick take on on the election. Uh, keeping in mind that we just did a whole episode. Oh yeah. And nobody wants to hear your millennial no uh, opinions. Uh, millennial typical Bernie. I liked him, uh, but oh, also burn. fully agree with you guys on um, the one thing that if I get a soundbite of is I fully agree on the whole um, God is Lord and everything like that is such. And whoever said that it was like the white lives or all lives matter, like, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest takeaway is how such a big chunk of this country is instead of realizing the pain that and the legitimate fear that minorities and women and, you know, people of color are going through and just to like sub like step that aside and be like, but guys, Christ is Lord. Yeah, I think I don't know. So that's like the only soundbite I want out there is that. I agree with you guys on that one, and that one really resonated with me and my wife, where I was like, "Cool." I never read it on Facebook, and I was like, "Ooh, like." Yeah. Right. Well, right. Well, since you brought it up, I mean, what about Jesus, Lord? You know, Jesus and stuff. You know, like that kind of stuff. You know, that stuff. That was really, really <laughs> well. People wouldn't realize you're a pastor, Josh, with the way you asked that question. <laughs> well, you could tell he's from the South. That was like the high school football player. Like, you know, so like, what do you, what do you think about like Jesus? What do you think about player? Jesus? Yeah, that was like, you know, a total, okay. like, okay. like a young life uh, way of like spiritual Great. conversation. Yeah. If I was from the South, that is actually, that's, that is very, very true about, you know, I've over or eavesdropped on so many young life conversations where they're like, yeah, you know, like God, Jesus, like whatever, you know, that guy. You know, but on. Connor, hate to correct you. From California, not oh, from no. the south. Oh no! 
Oh, yeah. but you live in the and South. Don't, yeah. don't correct him. You yeah, live in the South. Oh, really? This coming from the guy who lives in Texas, but is like Wisconsin every other word. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, no. So you you knew Tom from a a, a Christian camp. Yes. Um, and uh, are, you, are you a man of faith? I would you yeah, say? I hope yeah. so. You hope I so? I've been there for uh, three, four years and I met my wife there and I am. I, yeah. It's like a weird like... You don't have to value, like, I don't want to be like, well, look at how many, like, Bible verses I know. Right, right. Um, but I am, and it's one of those, I went to, and this might come up later, but I went to uh, Lutheran school, public school, Catholic school, art school. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's that's so, awesome. Where yeah. did you grow most in your faith between those four? Um, Lutheran school, but also the camp years were in there, too. Um, okay. Was my freshman year. In those summers, and so it was a lot of. Uh, I actually went originally to go pre-sem. Yeah, and so that kind of formed it. But then, I don't know. Something about something just hit. Didn't like send me all the way home. Sure. And so, um, I think the camp years were formative because it was one of those somewhat being dependent on to like teach Jesus stuff to kids. And yeah, I don't know. I took that seriously. Like. Sure. You learn best by teaching, right? Yeah. 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 That's good. Legitimately serious stuff. You can't just, you know, dance around and like, whatever kids, God's in that tree. Like, oh, God. Right. Right. So. All right. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Okay. Next one is, uh, so you live in Hudson, Wisconsin. This is where I want to tell my story Uh, because a lot of people don't know this. Wait, you live in Minneapolis? I commute. It's you. You know Hudson. It's a well, short commute. So let me let me talk this. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Hudson. People don't realize this. Hudson, Wisconsin, is really kind of part of the Twin Cities. And um, do we need to actually hear the story? We do because this is important. Because <laughs> many like Minnesota has this rule that on Sundays they don't sell any booze. And so when I was living in in uh, Woodbury for a year. And like the Packers would be playing that afternoon. I'd be like, oh, I don't have any beer. What am I going to do? Scoot over. Scoot on over to Hudson, grab myself a 12-er, and then I come back and watch. So thank you, Hudson, Wisconsin. And thank you, Connor. So it's not really the Twin Cities. It's more like the three cities. Hudson is not a city. It's it's like a city. I don't know. Hudson's like the first cousin that hangs out a lot with them. There it is. (laughs) Hey, the one that always brings beer. (laughs) <laughs> right, like, right. everyone's got their cousin yep. <laughs> Hudson is the guy who always brings beer like, we've got our great like cities we've got great economy whatever Hudson's like well Minneapolis has great beer but what do you like most about living in Minneapolis um, how close I'm right in Whittier to those that don't know it's just uh, like three no half mile off of downtown so I love the proximity to everything and so biking and just being so close to stuff. Um, but if there's anything, I don't know. I just find myself saying like, man, I love this city just for different reasons. Like our neighborhood has a bunch of like, you're welcome here signs and yard signs and stuff. And I don't know. There's something just um, untangible that I'm trying to think of a word for. Makes I like me it. really feel good. It's awesome. Moving on. Next. All right. The creative process. What does that look like for you? Um, research, sketch. Um, I, the, I get like a little annoyed. And half of me was, when I typed this time, I was like, I get so annoyed when websites for design studios will be like, here's our process. We do this, this, and this. 
Yeah. Everyone does the same thing. It's right, like, right. You know, what's your process for tying your shoes? You put it on, you tie it, you walk out the door. And well, so, so let's, let's do this. You're, you're a graphic designer, so that means you do things, you do design work in the, the digital realm, right? Working with your Photoshop and your yep. Illustrator and all that stuff. Do you yep. do anything, like, do you, before you do anything digitally, do you do stuff analog, like freehand, and, and then you, or do I'll you just go straight into the digital realm? I'll sketch some stuff, but usually I just go straight to digital and I'll do okay. research. I'll check for interesting things on the subject. You know, I well, I love the pint grass pictures, like the lamb and the different connections where it's like, you would find that in research. You would say like, okay, preacher's pint glass, let's look into what's relevant. And then you find the relevant visual things and you kind of pull from that and try to stylize it to a place where it looks good, but it also effectively works. I like it. I like when we it. were doing our original design process, Tom kept trying to draw things with chalk and a chalkboard, and we had to tell him that that just wouldn't actually work online. Well, and he would, but I did have a, an impressive outline written out on the back of a shovel with coal. So, <laughs> And he would like talk to it, and he'd be like, go on internet now. And it just wouldn't. And he hey, was chalk, like, I don't understand. Hey, chalkboard. Hey, chalkboard. How do you get to Minneapolis? <laughs> hey, chalkboard. What's my name? Hey, chalkboard. What's two plus two? <laughs> I'm old. We get it. Yep. Okay. But you know who wasn't old when he got married? How about that for a transition? Oh, nice. A man, Connor, married at 21. Oh. What are you? What are you? A Puritan? A Amish? Yeah. Uh, arranged marriage. Arranged marriage? Actually, arranged by Tom. Oh, hey. oh, that's but not so usually girl. Man, Tom. It was in the camp. He was making a nope. <laughs> Pulling that one back. Um, that actually touches on too because that touches on the millennial getting married. Let me file my FAFSA uh, under my taxes. Hey, there you go. Minnesota gave me fifteen thousand dollars in different aids and stuff. What? Just because I got married. Thanks, Jesse Ventura. So, because oh, you guys live like wedding ice tundra. They don't want to like off yourselves with too much debt and stuff like that. <laughs> you already have enough, son. Um, and just... I, I, actually, I actually just read a statistic that we have the uh, per capita the highest number of, of graduated people. Ooh. So... <laughs> Wow, do they all speak as eloquently as you have? <laughs> they they oh, graduated, uh, graduated folk. I think I was going to go with folk, and I was like, that's not that's not very smart talking like. And then I just kind of froze. Graduated people don't say Wait, stuff so like were you, you weren't done with school when you got married? No, I was married my senior year, and I was actually the, first, I was actually the student body president at uh, St. Scholastica, the school I went to. I transferred there my junior year. It's in Duluth. Oh, Duluth? Train, Dude, Duluth, Duluth Trading Company. Company. I love the Duluth Trading Company. Are they oh. actually in Duluth, or is that like a fake? They thing? are. They are now. They were yeah. started there. But I was the student body president. I transferred my junior year, found a way to get elected. I got, go, man. I got votes. And so my wife was the very first first lady, to my knowledge, of the student government there. Whoa. Wow. So. Is that how you got to know Brock and Michelle on a first-name basis? They big fans. Uh, all those like of, uh, called them up for some tips and tricks, you know. Yeah. So, as cool. part of your peer group. I, yeah. <laughs> and you should see if she was around. My wife has amazing arms, so. Wow. Hey, good. Like, oh, how do I get my arm game up? And well, we we just totally moved this into the PG thirteen realm here. <laughs> this is good. Uh, this is good. Thanks for keep. <laughs> thanks for keeping it edgy, Connor. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, this year, 2016, there's been some great things. There's some b- bad things. But, Connor, uh, you feel that 2016 has sucked. Tell um, us about that. Oof. Um, just all the – well, election, obviously. But then, like, what? Uh, Bowie, Prince. Oh, Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> 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 right? Take shots for us. We should take shots for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, those you got flint you got uh dapl you've got i oh gosh it's just been the cluster and then the millennials man it's the millennials they screwed everything up this year the one highlight is the cubs unless no 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 keep it low man highlight that's low 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 Mm -mm. yeah i hate them yeah good job connor (laughs) that's right but you know who no one hates are the gilmore girls uh reach did you guys watch it so my really? wife is literally watching it right now. And no, I'm she's kind not. Of bummed. Oh yeah. Oh, for Love sure. What? Yeah. Crying? Is she joyful? It's she. She's relatively joyful. She hasn't gotten to the end. I hear the ending is disappointing. A little bit. Like because they die or yes, they, they all die. <laughs> <laughs> all the glory burned in a flame. Yeah. <laughs> so freak freak accent. All the Gilmore girls are gone. You'll Uh-oh. you'll need to know this, Connor. Uh, Annie decorated our entire house. <laughs> As as Gilmore Girls, we had Luke Steiner in my dining room. Nice. We had Lorelai's living room in our living room. It she did oh. a fantastic job. I mean, she went on bought the actual lamp that's in their house, the actual coffee oh. mugs. She spent a ton of money on it, uh, but it was fantastic. We had a bunch of people over. We watched the episodes. We okay. so did you like them? Yeah, like I thought. He knows the names of every Gilmore Girl. I do. There's three. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the first episode was terrible. Uh, yep. The last three were okay. Or oh, good. So. All the time they spent wasting on that stinking play. Ugh. Musical? Yeah, musical. Stars hollow. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh, I am not going to lose my. This yep. is like some really bad SNL scare that's happening. <laughs> oh, is that a we gotta, we got We segue, Josh. We, we got to move yeah, on. Yeah, didn't it just come flawlessly right there? That was amazing. Oh, man. Um, I think this year's been pretty good. I well, and is that always again, young guy? Is that always a thing with SNL where people are just like, it's not as good as it used to be? That's a great question, Tom. As the resident <laughs> old man, what do you think? <laughs> so, like when Steve yeah. Martin was on, was that the best time? No, I you know I think I think Saturday Night Live has actually ebbed and flowed. Like obviously, contrary to popular belief, I was not old enough to enjoy the Steve Martin. Uh, oh yeah, you you were more Chevy Chase years. Yeah, but I I think th- those first guys you know, they kind of went through what was a high period. Then they went kind of through a lower period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you got to Will Ferrell and yep. uh, Chris Farley and some of those years, and Dana Carvey, the, that that yep. was really good. Yeah. Uh, as much as I like Jimmy Fallon, I think some of those years were, were pretty terrible. You know why? Because he laughed every skit. Like, uh, he was the dude, worst. not holding yeah. it together. Worst. I yeah. could get on SNL and laugh. I mean, yeah. what skill is that? Well, I mean, he has one of the greatest like late night talk shows. I mean, his late night show is really great. Although uh, I don't think he does much, but I think his show yeah. is good. I was yeah. say, he's got great writers that make up weird games for him. Yep, exactly. It, again, yeah, I don't think he's got that much talent, but his writers are awesome. No, but he's endearing, and that's oh, yeah, that's, that's what true. you that's what you want out of your late night host. I mean, and and his name's Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. I mean, that's but, true. no. I'm I'm so jazzed about how the female talent is just killing it. Have you guys been watching? Like the women of SNL are really carrying it. This they really are. Oh, 
Wait, Connor, so this maybe is going to be telling based on that SNL question. Connor, do you have kids? No, not yet. That's it. Okay, see? You have then time to watch it. You don't have, yeah, that's, that's why you get to watch it. Oh, uh, I watched it on Hulu the next day. Oh, okay, all right. Well, even still. That'll I, all be gone. That'll I don't know. I, I just think Saturday Night Live is... I think well, it, it used to be like the apex of, of comedy, and I think with the advent of, you know, the internet and... Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix when being able to see comedy specials and even Comedy Central itself has really broadened all of our horizons when it comes to comedy. And so Mm -hmm. SNL certainly fits a certain niche for, you know, if you're into that kind of comedy, sketch comedy and what they are joking about, then it's great. And but there's just so much more out there. Like you and your cat memes, Tom. That's who doesn't love a good cat meme. Uh. Connor, we are going to go on to our other guests because we have a whole bunch of others, nice. including Janet O'Neill, which we are Janet very O'Neil. excited about. Mama O? Mama O. <laughs> Mama O is going to be on. <laughs> list of approved <laughs> Mrs. Janet O'Neill. Bye. Connor, thanks for being on. Oh. Is there? Uh, I'll give you five more seconds to say whatever you want to say. Oh, my gosh. Keep, keep, keep doing it, guys. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. Uh, and Thanks, I hope. Man. Can you like garble my voice? No, but we're yeah, gonna give we'll you a trophy. <laughs> we're gonna give Connor a trophy for being our most prized listener. Seriously, Connor, you win right. the award, bro. Thank you for being oh, on, man. Yes. Great to have you. And Josh, your voice doesn't fit what you look like at all. Wow. Is does he look fatter to you? Hold on. No, does no, he look? No. <laughs> his voice is like kind of like he looks cooler, and his voice is kind of like nasally and geeky. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's actually true. That's true. Yes. Love it. That's good. I like that, man. I just I like fist bumped you in my computer screen. Boom. All right. Thanks awesome. for being on, Connor. Thank you so much, Connor. Connor, you're the man, bro. We're going to go to break and we're going to listen to something. Don't even know what we're listening to this time. It's going to be like a fun surprise. <laughs> yes. We've got what you've all been waiting for now. Uh, for for many episodes, we have we have talked about uh, my mom being the the one listener who has listened to every single one of our episodes, and so today we have the great Janet O'Neill uh, here visiting us. So thank you, mom, for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. Only a son could give an introduction like that. <laughs> That's right, yeah, Tom. Great job. Good yeah. job, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Jenna, we are we're so glad to have you with us. So first of all, I do have to ask you, as we often ask our guests, are you drinking anything tonight? Actually, actually, I'm not. I'm sorry to disappoint you on that. So uh, Tom tells me I should post a picture though of myself with, you know, either a beer or my drink of choice. I I, I probably still should do that sometime. We okay, would, so we would celebrate that. Yeah, certainly. And Janet, what what would be your drink of choice? Oh, definitely a pina colada. Oh, nice. with like a, one of those little umbrellas, like in the top. Oh, or? absolutely. It has to have that. Hey, absolutely. there we go. Yeah. We went out to, to supper for, for our anniversary here just this past weekend. And I asked for that. I was so disappointed. 
disappointed that they they, they wouldn't make one for me there. So oh, on yeah. your anniversary. On our anniversary. Because you'd had too much at that point. That- <laughs> no, no, I had to settle for a, I had to settle for a glass of wine, but that was oh, okay. very good, very that good. Was okay. What what year anniversary is it for y'all? Uh, Thirty nine. Next year is a big one with wow with a, with a wow. zero at the end. Here we go. So. Which means um, I have to be less than 39 years old, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep pretending like you're super old, Tom. Yeah, it's more fun that way. It no, is. because if he's super old, that makes me super, super old. Because, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Tom, we'll pretend enough. like you're super young in an old man's body. So, oh, yeah. speaking, of, speaking, of, uh, speaking of being super old, Gabe, I have to set you straight on something. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, I, I, have to, I have to set you straight. Um, I know that your listeners cannot see this, but I'm holding in my hand a long play record, LP yeah. record, LP album of Gordon Lightfoot, there who is. is the singer and songwriter for The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, and right. yeah, not too long ago on one of your podcasts, you had reference to that. And I was shouting at, not shouting at you, but I was saying from my kitchen, no, no, it's Gordon Lightfoot. I don't even remember who you said. You know, uh, I bet I said it was Leonard Cohen. Yeah, no? that sounds that sounds like maybe it was it. But Which, uh, ironically, the point enough, is that you were wrong, Gabe. I was wrong. Yeah. 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 And you have the proof in the pudding. Thank you I have, so much. I have the LP album now. How old am I? I mean, that's. We, you know, I don't know if you know this, Janet, but those that's coming back. Like having albums, all the cool kids are doing it now. We've got one in our house. Is that is that a fact? Okay. It really is. It's yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I actually put one of my old albums on the other day, and it, it, as it's going around the turntable, it's going like that. It was it's so old. I mean, no, no, no. I love it. We'll stick with the uh, we'll stick with the the newer technology. So well, I tell you what, you know, Janet, having you on here is like way better than tom i think we actually need to switch <laughs> it up and it'll be you me and josh will yep. be uh, they'll the be at least best preachers. on the show right yeah we just need one o'neill and i i think we found the improvement sorry here. tom you're out <laughs> yeah uh well, i will defer to my son i okay. will let i will defer to him and let him uh let him continue on that. So well, that's very gracious of you. Very. Boy, so, if, I, if I could have heard those words more growing up, I, I would like to defer to myself. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom, that was back when you were the kid and I was the mom. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. speaking yeah. of speaking of when Tom was the kid, Janet, do you have any like really awesome, funny, juicy stories about when Tom was a kid? You know, embarrassing things he did, said, or awesome things that I did. Pretty embarrassing or, you know, outrageous. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you're asking me to, t- should, Tom, you know, can I say how old you are? Did you care? Yeah, no. I- <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you're asking me to take 36 years and put it into uh, what? A sentence or two? How long do you have? I mean, uh, I could give you lots. <laughs> 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 night, Mom. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you, we, I, I have I have a lot of lot of fond memories of of um, having our boys around the house, and and I, I I'm a real mom. I really I really don't uh, I, I don't like the empty nest as much as I did when the kids were around. But mm. let, let me tell you let me tell you one thing that comes to mind. Um, it, it maybe kind of I don't know if Tom even remembers this as, as much, but at his high school graduation okay so he's uh let's see tom you were you were uh, just about to turn 19 when you graduated from high school right yep and yeah, uh, back of your time 
<laughs> no, we waited until both of our boys were, uh, you know, six before they went to kindergarten. So, oh, okay. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at his graduation, Tom uh, defied con uh, convention of, um, uh, he had to take his speech. He was the senior class speaker, and he had to take his speech and turn it into the administration of the school and get it approved. Um, but Tom uh, kind of surprised everybody by not giving that speech at the convention. I mean, the one that was approved, he just set that aside and yes. he did his own speech of what he wanted to say, which Tom had this, uh, uh, this thing that at, at his speech at graduation, he was not going to say any of these typical words that everybody says, like we're at a crossroads and all that. He didn't want to say that. Right. And so he had a very funny, humorous, great speech. And the great thing about it is that we could see him just like lean into the podium when the audience laughed and just appreciated his joke so much. We could see the exact moment when he felt very, very comfortable with cool. the setting and all. And uh, he's always been really good at public speaking. And so that was just kind of a, a fun thing to watch him do that. And that speech was talked about for years later, wow. because I think it was like uh, at our son Brian's graduation, that I'm walking out of the auditorium and I heard somebody say, you remember that kid that gave that speech a couple of years back? And, and I said, yeah, yeah, that was my, that was my son. You know? my son. So cool. Remember I got that a, I got a, I got a standing O for that one. So, yeah. so Jenna, that, was it that speech? Can you bring that out at one point on one of our future <laughs> episodes? Yeah. Actually, I have a, I have an old VHS recording of that. So oh, even better. Even better. We well, get that so, posted. Janet, was it in that moment that you thought, you know, I bet 15 years from now, Tom's going to create a subpar podcast with two <laughs> pastors? Well, I just knew that he always was going to be pretty good at at uh, public speaking and all, and and nice. uh, and and keeping keeping people amused. So that she clearly was, that didn't was hear good. the intro to this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a rougher one, but I, I may have used the word mediocrity. And so yeah. it was terrible. It was rough. Oh, it was no, rough. but I have, I have a lot, a lot of good memories of raising our two sons and, and, uh, uh, humorous stories, embarrassing stories. I, you know, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Sure. Mom, you did a great job. Mother. An awesome story about me. We love that. <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah. that is very nice. Well, All and actually, right. I mean, as, as, as gracious as you were, uh, towards your son, you know, we know, at least I know that, that you not only were, uh, or are a wonderful mother, but you are, you're also a wife, uh, and in particular, the wife of a pastor, uh, which as you know, both Josh and I are, and we know right. that we have a, a few pastor friends that listen to this. And so right. uh, just curious, kind of life uh, as a pastor's wife, do you have any advice for, for those in the midst of that now? Or uh, maybe for those who have no idea kind of what that's like, uh, maybe a snapshot into that life and, and what that's been like for you. Okay. All right. Um, the, you know, the, when, uh, when Dennis, my husband graduated from the seminary, uh, I had kind of a pat answer for a lot of people that said, so what do you think it's going to be like to be a pastor's wife? And I said, well, I was a pastor's kid because my dad was a pastor too. Uh. And I said, I was a pastor's kid, so I don't suppose it's going to be any different. Much different is what I said. Boy, was I wrong. You know, that, mm. that being a pastor's kid is a piece of cake compared to being a pastor's <laughs> wife. <laughs> but uh, 
that was my pat answer back in 1980 when uh, my, my husband graduated from the seminary. Um, you know, it's not always easy. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of ups and downs, and there has been in my husband's ministry, and it, it's not always easy. It's kind of life in a fishbowl. Everybody knows everything that's going on with you all the time, and sure. you, you'd hardly make a move without uh, uh, people knowing about it. And I mean, even s- silly stuff like, you know, um, I, I don't know, I won't get into all that. But, but sure. no, you know, when we, when we moved to Minnesota the first time, I mean, we've kind of flip-flopped back and forth between North Dakota and Minnesota. And when we moved to Minnesota, um, there was a newsletter that came out for pastor's wives at that time. And it was called HERS, spelled H-U-R-S, after the biblical character of her. He was the person who held up Moses' hands when Moses was um, uh, prevailing over the, yeah, one of the battle scenes. Oh, the battles, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as long as Moses held his hands up, you know, they they were winning, and when his hands were down, they were losing. And and so anyway, the idea being that, you know, pastors' wives are there to hold up the arms of their pastor husbands, you know, to hold Mm. them up and to support them. And so that was the idea behind the newsletter. And I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably his biggest critic, but I'm also his biggest cheerleader, you know? So um, I don't think it's, you know, you can ask Tom what it's like to be a pastor's kid too. I mean, life in the parsonage is not always easy. I sometimes feel. Well, Gabe knows uh, that too though. So. As well. Yeah, yeah, but but you can agree too. I'm sure that life as a pastor's kid is way different than being a pastor yourself. And the same way for me as a you know pastor's kid pastor's and then a wife. pastor's wife. Um, but I I don't know. One thing that I think that uh, my husband and I, in, in times when we would go through difficult times, maybe we, you know maybe our kids saw too much of that. And, you know, Mm. Tom may have seen too much of that. And, you know, that's, that's, that's one of those things that how much do you, how much much you you let them see? Yeah. How much you let them see, you know, I think the the thing that I think about every once in a while is when there was things going on in the church that I, you know, people being rude, people being, I, I, Oh, what's the nicest way I can say it? A holes. I, that time your mother is on i know but it's it's honestly <laughs> the only thing i can say uh i wish that i could have been my 30 year old self when those mm-hmm. things happened because you know and, and i say 30 being having like a really good sharpened sarcastic wit enough <laughs> enough knowledge enough knowledge not to be a kid enough experience to be able to go up to those people and, and give it to them, you know, and let them know. Yeah. But sometimes I know, but, but to let them know how much trouble that they're causing, how much uh, distress, distress and things like that, because they have no idea. But on the flip side too, being able to, to go and, and to all the, all the other people who are fantastic and who were, who were, my dad, you know, my dad's greatest cheerleaders and whatnot to be able to appreciate them as well, you know, because as a kid, you, you just see that and there's not much you can do about it. And so, right. That's something I've, I also, I've always thought about. 
I also think, Tom, that, you know, sometimes when you saw that kind of stuff uh, happening, that, you know, you probably said, oh, yeah, that's not what I want to go do, you know, and be a pastor, because, I mean, here you are, you know, you have this two pastors walked into, a, two pastors and Tom walked into a bar, you know, well, uh, might you have been three pastors walked into a bar here if, if we had not, if you had not seen some of the stress that happens with being a pastor's kid, you know what I'm saying, Tom? Yeah. Well, look at me and I became a, uh, you know, I became a church worker anyway. So exactly. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's another story I got to tell you about Tom on that. Uh, when Tom was working in Minneapolis right after college, uh, after he came back from Washington, D.C., he was walking working in Minneapolis for a while. And uh, Dennis and I just happened to be coming through town and we stopped and asked him if uh, he wanted to have lunch. And that was when Tom uh, said to us, hey, he'd only been working two, three months, not even for this company in Minneapolis. And he told us, uh, I have this opportunity to apply for a job up at Camp Luther. And what do you think about that? And Dennis and I, we looked at each other and kind of silently communicated and both said to Tom practically in unison, go for it, Tom, because we were really excited for that. I think, though, Tom, you were expecting us to do the parent thing there and say, well, you just started this new job and you should see it through and all that kind of stuff. But instead, we both said, Go for it, Tom, and look at the rest is history. There you are. We wouldn't be here because I wouldn't have met Gabe. Exactly. And so, and then I wouldn't have met Josh, and it wouldn't have become. Wouldn't even exist. (laughs) Janet, we owe it all to you. We owe it all to you. Exactly. There. Exactly. Pine class preachers exist because of you, Mom. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think though, Tom, you were going to go for it with, with or without our blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's all good. Um, You remember that lunch though, Tom? I do. I do. And you know, I, I, I always think that, you know, Josh, you you need to hear this. The camp was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And so, uh, you know, opened up the doors from you and Gabe every single episode. Yep. Almost (laughs) every day. So almost, uh, Mom, thank you for being on our show today. Yeah. Um, I think Thanks, our listeners it. have been waiting to hear your voice. So, yes. Oh, well, you guys are too kind and too gracious here. I, uh, that, that's, Low that's super. I have gotten a super kick out of you guys always saying shout out to Janet and you know <laughs> all the hellos and everything like that. It's, it's been it's been great. You know, it's so not going to stop, Mom. Is that right? And, that until I'm somebody on, else's mom or somebody else is listening to us as much as you yep. are. And That's my right. mom doesn't I, even know we exist. So <laughs> I, I've I've listened to every single broadcast. I uh, I have oh. not listened to the last one until just today. And I listened to that today and in preparation for, for this evening. And and um, yeah, you guys do a great job. I, I really oh. been enjoying it. It's uh, makes you make me laugh sometimes and you and and other times I may or may not agree with everything you say and Especially yeah. the Gordon Lightfoot thing, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Gabe, thanks a lot, Gabe. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Janet. Unbelievable. Oh, my fault. I love you guys. Well, it's been great. Thank you. Thanks, Janet. Thank thanks you, so much Janet. for being on. Really appreciate it. All right. All thanks right. a lot, you guys. Yep. Yeah. Bye bye. Love Bye-bye. you, Tom.
Well, a very special thank you to all of our returning and first-time guests tonight on the Pint Glass Preachers. But before I get to those individuals, definitely want to give a shout-out to good old Gabe, where, well, I don't really know what goes on in Texas anymore. They do their own thing. If you want to do your own thing, you can visit Axlander. Uh, on Sunday mornings for worship, or visit them digitally online or via chalkboard like Tom tries to do. Hey, chalkboard, <laughs> Google Axlander. Um, on a different note, if you want to deal with flooding, droughts, wildfires, and perhaps some violence, come visit Bridge City Community in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But if you want to take a middle-of-the-road approach, you can always swing up to the great state of Minnesota. And aside from freezing your tookus off, you could help feed a bunch of hungry people with Tom and Second Harvest. But now, most importantly, we want to shout out to Tanner. Tanner, thank you for sharing with us your lyrical magic. You can call me later. We'll talk more about that. Also, Connor. But most importantly, thank you, Janet. Janet, 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 Janet. Love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Janet, love you. We thank you for joining us. And for the rest of you, have a great night. We're glad you enjoyed the Preach of Palooza. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. No one's going to